0: The description of the procedure that a matsura needs to go through in order to be purified continues. The first stage that the mishnah described was the procedure involving the two birds, and slaughtering one of them, the blood being mixed with the water that comes from a natural spring, and that being sprinkled onto the mishnah. As well as that, the kohen's hair on his head was totally shaven off with a razor, and he would go to the mikveh. That is all part of stage one. A week later, stage two of the purification procedure took place, and that involved shaving the hair of his head off again a second time, and going to the mikveh again. And the third stage of the procedure is that the day after his second shaving, and when he does the shaving on time, that would be by shamini Shemini on the eighth day after the first shaving took place, maybe Shalish Behemais, the metzora brings three animals as karboni, sacrifices, and in general, all three of them would be sheep, chatos, a carbon chatos from a she- female sheep, the Oshom, a carbon osom from a male sheep, the oila, and a carbon oila from a female sheep. However, the hadal, somebody who was very poor and he couldn't afford three sheep. Although the carbon Oshom does need to come from a male sheep, the other two carbonis have substitutes which are cheaper. He could bring a bird carbon chatas and a bird carbon oila. A bird is obviously cheaper than a sheep. And if he is not able to afford a sheep, then he is able to bring a bird instead. The next couple of Mishnahes discuss the procedure of this stage 3 that occurred on the 8th day. Before Eitzel HaOshom, the Metzoya would come to the male sheep, which is going to be brought as a Korban Oshom. And then when the Mishnah says that he comes towards there, the Metzoya, if you recall, is forbidden to enter into the Beis HaMikdash until his sacrifices have been brought. And the area which he is forbidden to enter into begins from the courtyard of the Hamikdash. He is allowed to enter into the outer courtyard, the Ezras Noshim, but not into the main courtyard of the Hamikdash, which is known as the Azara. So he would stand at the entranceway of the main courtyard of the Hamikdash, so that he is right next to the Karman Osham. The Karman Osham itself, the animal, is not allowed to leave the area of the courtyard of the Hamikdash. Now, there's a requirement before one brings a carbon for him to perform smicha on the carbon. Smicha is when he leans all of his weight on the head of the animal just before it is slaughtered and it is permitted for the Matsuya to put his hands into the courtyard as long as the rest of his body remains outside he is able the samash dayadov alav he would lean his two hands on the head of the animal in order to perform smicha the truth is the mishnah actually missed out a stage it's interesting that it's not mentioned in the mishnah but first they would perform Tanufa which is when they would lift up the animal and wave it in all the different directions. The kohen, together with the Matsuira, they would do that, and then the, the metzorah would do smicha, and then the koyen or somebody else would slaughter the animal. Now, the slaughtering of the animal wouldn't be done right in front of the metzorah at the entranceway to the courtyard, because it needs to be done in the northern half of the courtyard. So the Koyen would go and slaughter the animal over there, or he would give it to a different person to slaughter over there. The slaughtering of a korriban does not need to be done specifically by a koin, but it certainly cannot be done by the Metsuya over here, since it's not done right next to the entrance of the courtyard. The kiblushne shnei es domoi, and two koanim would catch and receive the blood that came out of the animal, as it is slaughtered. One crane would catch and receive the blood in a utensil, which is the way that blood is received when virtually all Korbanis are slaughtered. However, over here, we have a unique case where another coin catches some of the blood in his hands. This is learned from Pesukim. And the Mishnah says, Zeshkel Bakli, the one who received the blood in a utensil, Bo he comes and throws that blood onto the wall of the Mizbeach. He would throw it towards two of the corners. And the throwing of the blood onto the Mizbeach is what is done with the blood in general with regards to all Korbanos. But over here, there's more blood. Zeshkil Bayod, the one who received the blood in his hands, He comes towards the Matsuyo, who is still standing there at the entrance to the Bisamikdash courtyard. And the next Mishnah will describe how he applied the blood to different parts of the Matsuyo's body. Meanwhile, the Mishnah talks now of a bit of a flashback, what the Matsuyo did beforehand, before the Matsuyo came and began the procedure and stood there at the entrance of the beis HaMikdosh courtyard, the HaMetsuyo Tovah Abedish HaMetsuyoim, the Metsuyo would have immersed in a mikveh, a collection of natural water that was situated in the chamber of the Metsuyoim. This chamber was in the Ezras Noshim, the outer courtyard, where the Metsuyo was permitted to be even before he had bought his Korbanais. And even though he had already been to the mikveh the previous day, There is a concern that since he had been tommy for a while, he got used to not being so careful about avoiding sources of impurity, because anyway he was tommy, so it didn't really make such a difference for him if he had contact with something which was a source of impurity. And we're concerned that he got used to that, and that between yesterday's dipping into the mikveh, he possibly had contact with something that is a source of impurity. And therefore he is required to go to the mikveh again today, on the 8th day, and only after that, Bob Omar Bashar Nikonar, he would come and position himself at the Nikonar gate, which was the entranceway to the Besamikdash courtyard. Rabbi Yehudah, Rabbi says, however, he did not require a additional immersion in the mikveh as long as he thinks that he didn't have contact with something that is a source of impurity since yesterday, we are able to rely on the purification that he attained yesterday when he immersed in the mikveh. Mishlitesh, Hichnis reishai the Mitzorah, put his head into the inside of the courtyard. The main part of his body is not allowed to be in there, but small parts of the body one at a time, that is permitted. That's how he was able to perform Samicha when he leaned on the animal. And now he is able to place his head into the inside of the Azora, the main courtyard of the Besamikdash. The Nosan al-Tanuch and the Koyain who received the blood in his hands applies part of that blood onto the middle of his right ear. And then he brings his head back into the a- outside of the courtyard, outside of the Azara, and he stretches his right hand into the inside of the Azara, the inside of the courtyard. yodoi he stretches his hand out. Venos and yodai. and yodoy. And the coin applies some of that blood onto his thumb his right thumb and then he brings his hand back out of the azara out of the courtyard and raglay. he brings his right foot into the inside of the azara just his right foot alone venos now burn ragloy and the coin applies some of that blood onto the largest toe on his right foot Yehuda says that he wouldn't put in his head and then bring it out and then his arm and then take that out and then his foot. rather He would put all of those parts of the body into the courtyard in one go in order that he not do three separate actions of putting part of his body into the courtyard. In general, it's forbidden for him to be in the Azara at all. It's true that over here it's necessary and therefore he needs to put part of his body into the Azara but it is preferable that he doesn't do multiple actions. ...of something that is only permitted because of the necessity, and it's better that he do it all in one go, whereas the first opinion of the Mishnah is concerned that if all of those parts of the body are there at the same time, it's very easy for the Mitzayra to end up bringing the majority of his body into the inside of the Azara, and that would be totally forbidden. And therefore, to be safe, it is preferable that he bring in one part of the body at a time. What happens if the person does not have a thumb bone regal, or he doesn't have his largest toe, it's fallen off, he's your or he unfortunately does not have a right ear onto which the blood can be applied? According to the first opinion of the Mishnah, he will never be able to be purified. The Torah prescribes a very specific way for the matter to be purified and if not all of that can be fulfilled then the person will remain tomei forever. However, Rabbi Azar says <laughs> he should place the, the coin should place the blood on the location the place where the ear is supposed to be or the thumb or the biggest toe. Rabbi Shimon says the law is that al shall smile Yotza if the Kohen applied the blood on the left limb, either his left ear or the thumb on his left hand or the biggest toe on his left foot. Although that's not the way that it ideally needs to be fulfilled, but if he did so, Yotza he fulfills the obligation. And therefore, in this case where there is no option of applying the blood on his right ear or his right thumb or his right biggest toe then certainly we should just place it on the left ear, etc. And that is better than putting it in the location where the right ear or the right thumb, the right biggest toe, would be. It should be noted that even the first opinion of the Mishnah that said that there's no way for him to be purified, he's not talking about a case where a person never had a right ear, but rather specifically a case where his right ear or his right thumb, his right biggest toe, came off after the time that the person became fit to begin his purification process. Specifically in that scenario, where there was a moment where it would have been, we would have been able to go through this procedure and fulfill it in the way that it is supposed to be fulfilled, if in that case he then loses his right ear, or his right thumb, or his right biggest toe, so then the first opinion of the Mishnah holds that there is no way for him to be purified. Mr. Yud, the procedure continues. The Torah says that the Mtsuira brings a loig, which is a certain volume of oil. And what exactly is done with that oil? Notal me loig hashemen, the koyen takes from that oil, that loig of oil, the yotzak, the and he pours it into the palm of his friend, another koyen, as is implied by the posok. However, if he pours the oil into his own palm, and he is planning on performing the next part of the procedure. Yotsar, he fulfills his obligation, even though ideally the Torah implies that it should be poured into a different kohen's palm, a different kohen's hand. What is done by that kohen who is now holding onto the oil? Toval He dips his finger into the oil that he is holding in the palm of his hand, and he sprinkles that oil towards in the direction of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the innermost room in the Beis HaMikdash, the holiest place in the Beis HaMikdash, and he does that seven times. Al-Kol HaZoya Tavila, and before each time that he sprinkles the oil towards that direction, he dips his finger into the oil again. So he never sprinkles more than once at a time before putting his finger into the oil again, and then he sprinkles that oil. After this, Bodo Etzla-Metzairah, the koin who is holding onto the oil in the palm of his hand, he comes back to the Metzairah, who is still standing at the entranceway of the Azara, the courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash, the same location where he applied the blood, whether the blood is still there or not, there he applies the oil. So first on the right ear, and then on the the right thumb, and then on the biggest toe of the right foot. Shinema, as the pasuk says, that the oil should be applied to the metzora al m'kaim dam ha'osham on the place of the blood of the korban Asham. So where the blood had previously been applied to the metzora's body, now oil is applied there. And the Mishnah continues by quoting the pasuk, which talks about the next part of the procedure: the hanuysar min the remainder of the oil al kafa that is still in that klein's palm. It is still in his hand. Yitain al rosh he should apply to the head of the one who is being purified, the Matsuira who is being purified, l-chaper, in order to provide an atonement. That is what is done with the remainder of the oil, and the mission takes note of this last word, l-chaper, to atone. The implication is that Imnosan Kipper, if he applied the blood to the head of the Matsuira who is being purified, then he receives an atonement. But the v- Imloinosan, if he does not apply the remaining blood, the remaining oil, ...onto his head, then loikeper, he would not have received an atonement. That's the opinion of Akiva that if this is not done, then there is something essential lacking from the entire procedure of the purification. And this is a totally necessary part, that the remaining part of the oil is applied to the head of the Mitzvah. On the other hand, Rabbi and Menuri, Menuri says, this is the remainder of the mitzvah, like the language of the pasuk, that which is remaining of the oil. This is what should be done with it, but it is not the most essential part of the procedure. And therefore, kipper, whether he applied the remaining oil to the Mitzorah's head or not, either way, the Mitzorah would have received his atonement, and he is considered to be purified, even if this part of the procedure is omitted. However, Rabbi Rebbe Nuri does agree that the Torah is implying that this is very much an important part of the procedure, and therefore he agrees that In heaven, they consider it to a certain degree as if he has not received an atonement, meaning this is not the ideal way to carry out the procedure. However, that having been said, halachically speaking, the person will be pure, even if that was not part of the procedure. Ends of the Mishnah, If part of the loyig of oil which is the volume of oil that the Matura needs to bring, if part of that becomes lacking, for example, part of it spills, before the oil was poured into the palm of the Koyen's hand, then it's not a problem. They are able to refill the oil, and that is not an issue. But if part of it spills... After the oil was poured into that coin's hand, then this is considered to be that part of the oil that's, that's a real essential part of the procedure is missing. And that would invalidate the entire procedure. And therefore, Yovi Acher they need to bring new oil instead and begin again that part of the procedure with the oil. Rabbi Akiva, that's the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shimon, Oymar Rabbi Shimon says, If part of the oil becomes lacking, it spills before the oil was applied, before it was sprinkled towards the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the innermost part of the Beis HaMikdash, before those several, seven sprinklings were performed. So then it doesn't matter, you can just refill the oil. Mishen Nosan, if it's spilt after that happened, then Yavi Achab Chila. They would need to bring new oil and begin this part of the procedure with the oil again. The argument is which is the moment that is considered to be crucial in defining this part of the procedure having really begun such that if any part of the oil is missing, it would be an issue.